Welcome, guys, once again to the MMOs.com podcast. Episode 128 here with Altai, joined this week by... Uh, Omer, and that is, that is quite a radio voice you got going on over there. Oh, I, think I feel like you should talk like that all the time. I probably should, but it requires a lot of optimization. And we're not very optimal today, so take us with the weekly raid, all right? Get us started. This week's weekly raid, guys, is uh, where are you on the MMORPG economic hierarchy? So uh, what I mean by this, guys, is, you know, we all know the rich guy in our friend group when he plays a game. The guy who plays the auction house, the merchant, the crafter. Uh, we always know the guy who just grinds mobs. And we know we know that guy when you walk into town who's always like, please, please, please give me some gill. Please give me some gold. You know, like the beggar. So there's a hierarchy often in these MMORPGs. And this is something unique, I think, to MMORPGs and what makes them great. Uh, that we see kind of this human uh, variety expressed in these games. Summer, what, what do you think of this? What, what, what is your thoughts on this? I think it's actually very interesting from both like uh, just talking about where you are in the hierarchy, how, you, you know, how you've played other MMORPGs and where you've been in other MMORPGs. But more importantly, I think it's a really cool look into almost like humanity. Because there's, there's always this weird, this concept of like inequality in real life. We talk about people being born into like higher classes, being born to privilege, the silver spoon in their mouth. And in a way, MMORPGs, at least in the past, before a lot of the microtransactions and pay-to-win stuff, was a pretty much equal playing field, right, for the most part. Outside of the gray markets, the way people could buy and sell accounts and stuff, it was largely an even playing field. So you can, you can kind of see where everyone from all walks of life kind of ended up on the hierarchy. And it's almost, there was always a few people on every server and every game and every MMORPG that were just filthy rich. I'm talking like, like literally Final Fantasy XIV example, like there, there are people like 10 billion gil on the server. Like they max out all their, um, all their vendors and on, on their bank account, on their character, literally maxed out gil. In Ultima Line, there's always that guy with the, with the super rare hat on and really cool shit. The guy with party hats and RuneScape. And they're just loaded with money. And everyone else is just so poor. And it's almost like our society, how rich and poor are divided in real life, it kind of gets reflected in MMORPGs as well. Obviously, some people don't you know, have a lot of time, but it's not always the guy who spends the most time in an MMORPG that becomes the wealthiest. In fact, I feel a lot of people that spend the most time end up spending a lot of that time grinding monsters. And that's like the worst way to get rich in an MMORPG. Yeah, for me, I'm usually on the top end of that scale, whether it's World of Warcraft, Ultima Online, Final Fantasy XIV. In almost any MMORPG I play pretty seriously, I almost start off, I, I start off obviously grinding mobs to get higher level, but then I find myself playing the auction house. In World of Warcraft, I remember flipping, um, there was a book you had to buy as a warrior or get from uh, Dire Maul, which would let you get the Sarar's or Quelling Blade. The, the Quel, I think it was Quelthalas Sarar's Blade. Quelthalas. Yes, yeah. it was called anyway. That blade, and then in order to get that, you, you had to get a drop from Dire Maul, which is unbelievably rare. I would actually buy and sell that book multiple times in the auction house to make tons of gold. In Final Fantasy XIV, most recently, I've made uh, over 700 million gil, which is equivalent to about $2,000 of, of, of money you could sell on player auctions like today, just running a casino in the game. And I started my, my, my business in Final Fantasy XIV with a small loan of 1 million gil from a friend, actually, and th that actually did happen. <laughs> You're Donald Trump. I got, You're Donald Trump. Of, of, I, I literally got a loan of 1 million gil from a friend, and I used that oh to actually God. play the auction house a little bit, and I made like 10 million buying and selling a few pieces of furniture which are very illiquid items in the game. that they, 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 they sell for a wide price range, big gaps between buying and selling, but they, they might take like a week or two to sell. So I, made, I got my start there. I made like $8 million there, and then I started running my casino, and I made hundreds of millions of gil. So that's me in most games. I, I love playing the market in, you know, in, in video games because I find it so interesting how you can you know, buy and sell items from other people, you know, find information mismatches. You see some guy in town advertising an item, and like, holy shit, he's selling the item like half the price. I know I can sell it for twice the price in like a week. Like, 
it's just so fascinating for me. And that, that's where I usually stand on, on my economical hierarchy. It's, where do you stand? It's really interesting. Uh, MRPGs, like, they really reflect, like, like something deep down. Because, like you were saying earlier, um, MRPGs, you don't have to go to the bathroom, right? You don't die from, uh, like, being out in the cold, right? So there's no economic pressure on you. Yet we see wide differences in people's position. Like uh, in this weekly read, I, I talked about a friend of ours who played WoW since launch, right? And he and he was always broke. He never had money. And then we started playing, and like in a month, we had way more money than he did, right? Mm-hmm. So it it just kind of reflects your your priorities, I guess, uh, in in the game world. Um, and I, I always find myself um, somewhat similar to you. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it near the top though. We're basically independent merchants. We can basically mm-hmm. access anything in the game. Like we can have the biggest houses in the game, right? Because of our playstyle, mm-hmm. but we're never quite the, at the top. So in the in the article, I put um, guild leaders at the top because not only do they command vast resources like we can, but they command people. They can command people in raids, PVE, or more importantly in PVP. They can command groups of people and t- order them what to do, and you know command them, lead them, and that's power. Like that that the perhaps in the future uh like good managers or or you know executives will be called from uh like young kids who you know like imagine like 12 year olds who run their own minecraft server or like um they're at the top of their mm-hmm. guilds or whatever right those people have what it takes to lead and people like us you know merchants traders you know flippers we have certain you know attributes and and it gets displayed in the game so it's it's really fascinating and i really I'm actually kind of sad that a lot of MRPGs today kind of restrict trade, like BDO. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't get to see all that. So what do you what do you think of that, by the way? Uh, so we, I, I think it's a great shame. I mean, if you're limiting uh, trade and stuff, and obviously they do this to combat botting, but it's it's such a bad way to address this problem because in order to in order to like solve a problem that doesn't affect 90% of players or like most of the casual players don't even care that RMT happens in the background. And in order to stop that, they're really they're really hurting the player experience for the vast majority of players, especially the casual players. So honestly, this is what, this is what I like about MRPGs a lot too. There's no one way to play a game. You know, yeah. Everyone's got their own goals. If you're playing Dota, you're playing Overwatch, there's one goal. You, you beat the enemy team. That, that's literally the objective of the game, and you work towards doing that. How you get there, obviously, is a little bit different. In MRPGs, you can have your own goals. You know, When I played Final Fantasy XIV, for the longest time, my goal was to have like be super rich. You know. I, I, I logged in just to run my casino and make tons of money because I wanted to buy the biggest house in the server. That was my goal. I, I got the biggest house, by the way. We have, have a large house on Gilgamesh. And since then, like my goals have shifted. Now I'm just aiming for some gear, playing for casually. But there's always different things you can work on. One of my friends was always striving to be the first person to get to uh, floor 200 in Palace of the Dead. They never actually ended up doing it because they gave up after a while, but they got to like level floor 188 or something, which puts them like number four on the North American ladder, which is still phenomenal. But like, there's so many ways to play an MRPG, whether it's through the, the trading game, the economy game, uh, mount game. I, I have I know people in my free company that spend all their time in the game not raiding. They're not going for the late game gear, which many people view as the objective over the late game. They play it to get all the mounts, to get all the all the triple triad cards, to get all the pets. To get all the achievements, like there's so many ways to play an MRPG, and that's what makes this genre amazing, I think. And that's why, for the longest time, I always say, don't developers shouldn't be so concerned about combat and core gameplay. This combat element is a distraction. I agree, combat should be fun, but there's so much more in an MRPG than just the combat. And I find a lot of my friends when they talk about MMOs, they, they end up saying they play for everything else. They play for the community. They play to play with their friends. They play for everything else they can do in the MRPG. If you want gameplay, you want combat, you got to play. Go play Battle Right. Go play Dota. Go play League. And those are just so fun because of everything else 
in there. And I know I took that a little bit to a, a rant <laughs> over there, but it's yeah, take it away. Oh, uh, okay. So I basically, uh, yeah, we do see a lot of games today, kind of l- limiting these aspects that we we you know love. But on the bright side, there are a lot of games currently in early access or development, I should say, that are trying to bring this back, the sandbox element. And I, I listed three here, which aren't, which you're going to laugh at, but here we go. Star Citizen, I know. <laughs> Chronicles of Valeria, I know. And Dual Universe. So these are all sandbox-style MMORPGs trying to kind of bring back this ability, at least, where uh, people can, can end up on different, you know, spectrum uh, of the you know economic ladder here. Um so hopefully, hopefully these games will do well and will release, and we can you know get get this experience again. Uh, Caster Kid made a good comment about you know not being able to PvP your way to riches or, or fame in a lot of MMORPGs, and that that I I think that's a bit, that's something we we lost a lot as well along the way. If you look at old school games that were like sandbox stuff like Eve Online, stuff like Ultima Online, I think PvPing and murdering people and being infamous as like the murderer or the killer was something you could accomplish in older games, but. A lot of games have developed uh, away from that, a bit more towards a casual style, style of play. And PP has become more of like a, a game rather than a, a dangerous activity or something to be feared in the game. It becomes like a, an arena hobby, which is still like its own thing and interesting. But we did kind of lose the like that way of playing the game, you know? Whereas you could actually get rich before. Because when you're playing Ultima, you're playing uh, EVE Online, there's always a sense of danger and dread of being ganked when you're like, you, you could be farming, you could be killing shit in a dungeon, killing dragons. And like two PKs can come gank you and just take all the shit. Like you worked for an hour getting all this gold. Some guy will just murder you and take it. And that was, I think it added a lot to the game personally. But we've lost that unfortunately. And I don't think it's going to come back. I think more and more games are going more and more, uh, you know, less PvP heavy. So you don't think the games I listed are going to help help bring it back? Uh, Dual Universe, I, I don't know. Dual Universe is a, almost like a second lifestyle game. If you see some videos, people have programmed their own content yeah, yeah. in the game. Second I don't know how life much, like, slash, actual... slash Minecraft. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um... Star Citizen might, but again, Star Citizen is still, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know what to expect in Star Citizen just yet. You know, it, it's some ideas right now and some, some, some beta builds of features they want. But if Star Citizen can capture like that Eve experience of hardcore elements, I think that'd be phenomenal. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, another quick point I wanted to emphasize before we move on. Um, so I think we're both kind of the merchant class. I would say the, yeah. the independent merchant class. Like we, we are independently wealthy in games. Mm-hmm. But what do you think of uh, what? What is it about us that prevents us from being the guild leader? Like, I think, for example, if we were the kind of people that, at a younger age, when we played EverQuest, Ultima Online, World of mm-hmm. Warcraft, if we were the guild leader type, for example, we could do a much better job streaming. We could do a much better job, you know, like leading this community, you know, build a bigger community. So, I think that is the most important skill. Uh, and I remember reading an article uh, recently. Where an Eve Online um, commander, like a uh, corporate uh, corporation or alliance leader, he commanded basically a thousand people in a battle, and w- as he was speaking live, there were three people translating his words into Russian, German, or whatever, right? <laughs> and then he interviewed for a job, and then he mentioned his Eve Online um, position. He was an alliance leader, and the guy who was interviewing him happened to be w- in one of the corporations under his alliance, and he got the job because of that, like. How amazing is it to think that like such different uh, aspects of human uh, ability can be captured in these games, and and, and we That's, lack it. It's amazing. Yeah, and we it's lack amazing. it obviously. You know, I think so too. I don't think I could be a good leader. Yeah, it requires a different skill set and a different like amount of discipline and focus to be able to lead people, and not just leading people. It's, it's organizing people as yeah. well. Yeah, there are, there are a lot of dead guilds in games, right? There, but then there are a lot of smaller, more vibrant guilds. You don't need to have a big guild. 
to be active, right? And it takes a certain quality of, of people to to have to, to nurture a guild because it's not just the one person job. You need to have officers that actually care about the guild that are willing to um like log in daily and take care of their things. I, I know people in my free company, for example, like I'm not very active in my guild at all in terms of like um like participating a few of the guild events we do. But the people in my guild, people will log in, the officers would log in and activate like the guild buffs, which you can only activate if you're an officer, right? So they would activate, they would just log in just to activate those. They'll make sure those are always on. And they, they do a lot of like the, the administrative things that you kind of need. And as a guild leader, you have, to, you have to find people that are willing to do this for you. You know, it's delegation. It's it's an interesting skill set. And I wish I had it personally. Because again, like you said, it's a very it's probably the most valuable skill set. Yeah, yeah, definitely. To learn in these games. And they're the rarest people as well, obviously. And this is just kind of a side tangent. But like when people say like CEOs are overpaid. Like that skill set, I feel like to to manage people to manage other high efficient people. Like remember, a CEO has to manage other officers, right? That mm-hmm. skill is so rare that I don't know. Like I, I I don't know what it's worth, but I do know from my time playing MMORPGs that it's a very rare skill. Interesting. Uh, CEO pay is linked to MMORPG leadership, right there. there I'm curious if, if maybe in the future they can do a study like what like. What percent of, of big guild leaders, like in a game, active guild leaders, end up like where they go in life? Like, yeah. do they become unemployed? Do they become like <laughs> CEOs? Like, I mean, we we like to think that like the big guilds, the leaders of those guilds, become like these big shots, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe they become like they work at the grocery store. Who knows? You know, like, I'm curious if that leadership skill actually translates into um like real world achievement. I mean, I, I think it does though. I because, think I think yeah. even if I think it does too. Uh, if you're like in like a developed country, right? Like, and you had opportunity. Yeah. But I do think a lot of people who have those skills. Perhaps they live in a place, or because of chance, they just never had a chance to, to put those skills to real use, like in the real world. So, which which is a set, which is a shame. I feel like a lot of people, I feel the world loses out because those people, um, don't get a chance to put their skills to use in the real world. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. I think there was an article about uh, like your video game skill has a measurable impact on your IQ. Yeah, I'm not sure how scientifically accurate that was, but it seemed pretty. Being good at multiplayer video games, I saw that is linked to higher intelligence. Actually, and the only reason I linked this to you is because they actually used one of our screenshots. Oh, really? So that's yeah. Take a look. Look at this article. I just I, linked it to you. I linked it in the chat. Is it the POLS one? Exploring. It's uh, ScienceTrends.com. Oh well, I, I have Being a link. Good at multiplayer video games, linked to higher intelligence study finds. I have the actual study uh, open right now mm-hmm. on stream. So, uh, mm-hmm. I'll link this in chat. It's very interesting. Yeah, basically, as you described it. They specifically looked at, I believe, MOBAs, mm-hmm. and your skill at MOBAs is actually a good reflection of your um, of your intel- IQ intelligence. Uh, they call it fluid intelligence. Again, I'm not I'm not a scientist. I don't know how to interpret this, but um, I did link it for you guys to study. But I do think this is intuitively. I believe this is true. There, from my experience, people who are good at games happen to be good at other games, and they happen to be good at other mental activities, not just games. So like math or or whatever you know, uh, so I do believe there is a is a is a is a relationship there between between these. Activities. That sounds right, but again, we both know people that are really good at video games, but that are like complete like they they have anger management problems, they have other issues that kind of but, stop them from being yes, good at other things. It stops them from being a good at other things. But but if those anger management issues weren't there, they probably would be high achievers. Probably. Yeah. So again, you could you could have high IQ, but then have like have something else blocking your your you from succeeding i think success and iq are related but there are certainly things that keep high iq people from being successful now that, that reminds you of that screenshot that i linked earlier about the counter-strike play i'm gonna see if i can dig it up but it's uh i mean i like to think that my 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 moba skills you know my my league of legends skills carries over yeah 
into <laughs> into real life. But I, it, it's it's a pleasant thought. But hopefully, uh, people in chat are mentioning Tyler One. Um, apparently, he has over. Does does he claim to have two hundred IQ? I doubt he has two hundred IQ, but I I definitely think he's above average in IQ just based on his definitely yeah like I I think if you were like Grandmaster I, I think I don't know if he was Grandmaster actually but I think he was very high ranked before. yeah he, he was up there he was a challenger okay I think, he was one of the best players I think IQ. I think if you're challenger in League or or the equivalent in any other game like Counter Strike Dota you're definitely above average IQ you have to be like it, it's the mental for because at some point. Getting higher tier takes more than just mechanics. It takes the mental fortitude to keep playing, mm-hmm. right? Learning, adapting. Yeah, yeah it, it's more than just mechanics, you know. Definitely. It's, you stick with it and then adapt and learn, which yeah. kind of goes into your IQ score. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this art, I, I haven't read this full article, this, um, but I do recommend. Mm-hmm. I will read this abstract at least um, after the podcast because it is interesting. That's good too much. I, I'm more of a headline kind of guy. You know, I read the headline for that. Being good at multiplayer video games it leads to higher intelligence. That's it, you know. You read the headline, but a bing, you're done. All right, you get, <laughs> get the full story. I'm, I'm the headline kind of guy. Right. Tell me all the information. The headline, we move on after that. But I, I, I will say I'm not surprised by the headline. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised, or no? Uh, no, no. Okay, I wasn't either. Okay. So. If you look at remember, if you look at the top 0.1 percent, definitely not. Yeah. You know, maybe like top 10 percent doesn't mean shit. You know, but the top 0.1 percent, that's exceptional talent that gets you to get there. All right. I can't find the screen that I was looking for, but oh well. Rip. Um, right, I mean, share share your thoughts where you are on the MRPG economic hierarchy. Uh, I'm curious. Do we have a lot of people in the in the chat that are monster grinders? Because that's probably the most that's probably the biggest. You know, people just grind monsters or they, they do means to do quests dailies to get their money. And it just, it, it was just so funny to always see like one of my high school friends always so broke in World of Warcraft. Like, he played this game for like years before I started you know, playing hardcore, and he was always broke. So there there are people that are perpetually broke in these games, and there are people that perpetually end up begging because how broke they are. And they're always people that just have so much money. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, any specific place you want to go? If not, I w- I'll start. Okay. Here, here. I, w- I want to take you to this this loot box thing real quick because oh. it's a very uh, this has been a very hot topic for the last week or so. Okay. And uh, Belgium it. obviously ruled that they want to ban loot boxes. Wow, ban yeah. them? No. They, uh, yeah. They want an EU ban on loot boxes. Belgium Holy shit. wants an EU ban on loot boxes, and. Of course, the the story is that the Belgian commissioner concluded that in an investigation into loot boxing games, including Star Wars Battlefront 2 and Overwatch, the committee reached a consensus that loot boxes are indeed a form of gambling. As a result, the Belgian government will seek to have them banned throughout the European Union. The, and, and quote, this is where the this is the big money quote for me, where I disagree with this policy. The mixing of money and addiction is gambling. Mixing gambling and gaming, especially at a young age, is dangerous for the mental health of a child. And that's the reasoning behind them wanting to ban loot boxes. I know everyone's going to go, hurrah, fuck loot boxes, fuck EA. We hate loot boxes. But I, I completely disagree with this line of thinking. You know, you could have, a, you could not like loot boxes, but I don't think you get government involved. It's a very sticky situation. And what really bothers me is this last part of the quote. It's dangerous for the mental health of a child. The moment you start regulating what's dangerous to the health of a child in, in a form of entertainment in video games is the moment you open Pandora's box Whoa. to shit like, the shit like, oh, too much violence is dangerous to a child. It is, though. Health. It is. Wait. Wait, why Why do you think that's... To ban. To ban. Remember, they want to ban loot boxes. Ban loot boxes? Okay, first of all, I don't... First of all, um, there is a... If you scroll up, there's an update to this article. Mm-hmm. And apparently, this is the opinion of the Belgian justice minister. So he mm-hmm. spoke ahead of a ruling stating this. So this is not an official position of the government. It is the opinion of the current Belgian justice minister. Yes. Okay. Who's, who's 
who led that, that investigation yes. or that so, commission. Yes. So I don't think there's anything contentious about what he said that uh, gambling can affect the mental health of a, a kid, nor that get, uh, violence can affect the mental health of a kid. I don't. Know. I don't want government regulating violence in video games. I don't want my government regulating what's allowed in my games and what's not. Allowed. No, that's a that's a shitty place to be. I think you're right. I, and for example, in America, here in America, we you know mm-hmm. land the free. We have porn, right? But God bless America. Yes, but non censored porn. I like the Japanese. That's why you can't watch Japs. Continue. Okay, sure, but but uh, technically, uh, kids aren't supposed to watch porn, and there's like a I am over eighteen thing, right? Mm-hmm. So. Obviously, I think I, I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. I do think adults should be free to, you know, do loot boxes or watch porn or, or, or do violence. But that doesn't mean kids aren't affected by these things. Like I don't I don't know why you would would contend that kids aren't affected by these things if they are. Because kids don't have money. They spend their parents' money. This is a but, this this is either easy the parents are allowed to regulate their, their kids' spending. Okay, but ima- okay. But now um, imagine both kids both both parents work. And the kid yeah. goes into the into the pockets of the of the mom's purse and pulls out okay, the credit. Whatever that happened. Sure. Now, don't you think? So now, should the game? Your solution is now not that the kid stole money from the parents. Your solution is you got to ban uh, loot boxes no, from no. games for kids. I don't want to ban loot boxes. I don't want to ban loot boxes. But I. But for example, you'd be, you'd be twenty-one to buy a loot box game. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Okay, so so do you have to be twenty-one to buy Pokemon cards too? You gotta buy twenty-one to, to, to go on porn or eighteen to watch porn. So 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 we're to buy Pokemon cards or Yu-Gi-Oh cards. You gotta be twenty-one. Anyone that supports the loot box thing, you have to be okay with saying you have to be twenty-one for buying Pokemon cards. No, because booster packs are loot boxes too, aren't they? Well, I would say eighteen, not twenty-one. But but for eighteen, so the, so the, a kid can't take his allowance and buy Pokemon cards in your no, world. No, uh, the parents buy for them. But the parents are the ones buying the loot boxes for them. Why can't the parents buy a loot box for their kid? But they're allowed oh, to buy uh, no, they can. Pokemon cards. They for can. Their kids. The parent can buy. For example, uh, I remember when um, so when Omar and I were kids, Grand Theft Auto Three just came out. Okay, and we and we bought it for PS Two, and I remember yeah. I was the one who bought it. Okay, so I went to Circuit City, and Circuit City was still in business at this time, mm-hmm. and I I tried to buy Grand Theft Auto Three, and you know what happened? The cashier said, "This is rated M. You can't buy it." You need you need okay. you need an adult. So you know what I did? I went to um, so I was working at my uncle's comic book shop at the time. So I went and then she wasn't free. Was uh, I, anyway. So I I found a parent. I found a relative who was there, and she came with me to Circuit City. Okay, I I, I gave the money, but she was next to me, and I bought it, and she approved. I now even at that age, I didn't think there was a problem with that because you know maybe. Okay. But you, re- why can't kids do this for 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 loot boxes? You seem to think like, okay, the solution for loot boxes is that you just can't have them in no, games no, that are no, no, no. I didn't say. I didn't say. Okay, I, okay. I said uh, perhaps a game that's rated. For uh, how about this? Currently, if you can drink beer in a game, like, like a virtual beer, like your character can drink a beer, okay. it gets T rating minimum. You can't have an sure. E game with beer in it. Okay. Fine. Let's let's say the, like, Overwatch is teen rated. Let's talk Overwatch for a second. Right? Okay. I think Overwatch is teen anyway. I don't know. So. Plenty of teens play Overwatch. Should they be allowed to? Should they be? So should they be legally allowed loot boxes in Overwatch? So perhaps. So perhaps uh, loot boxes will automatically give a game an M rating. Okay, I'm okay with that. Like I don't think it's a big deal. That seems silly because remember right. the kids can. So so yeah, you, so you th- a kid should not be allowed to buy a loot box yeah. Pokemon card either. Uh, yes, but, I'm okay with that too. But, uh, but, that, but, but that's not the, that's not the case today. Kids today can go to the comic book store and buy Pokemon cards, and no one's going to say uh, shit to them. Well, th- th- now that's that's like a what about argument. I don't know exactly what the rule but, is, but, but yeah, you're but, right. But don't don't you think the same logic should apply to yes, both? Yes, I do think yes. Both the, so, yes, the okay, same. The same. Be consistent, say yes. the same logic should apply to the both. The same rule should apply to both um, 
booster packs for card games as as loot boxes. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, I, I I I just feel like this is gonna open open Pandora's box to more regulation on violence, what's allowed in games or not. It's gonna be like China. China actually says, you know, their big problem with PUBG was that it's gonna corrupt the minds of youth because it's like this yeah. very violent genre of games, these, these battle royale games, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't I don't I don't want some commission studying these games saying, oh, of course they're very violent, you know. We don't we don't want people killing each other. Like, well, and they can use the same argument that it can be dangerous to people's minds, and that's why we have mature ratings and stuff. And now that any game that wants to be mature, this has to go through ten other steps, which makes them unviable. You know, when when video games were labeled adult only, which was the ESRB rating, they just couldn't sell. Like no store would carry those. It was a death sentence for a game. So governments can regulate games out of existence. But if no, you no, put no, this no. adult rating on them, well, adult. Uh, okay, well, first of all, it doesn't regulate them out of existence. It just limits. If if, no, if a store chooses, adult only games just didn't sell. Wait, well, that's 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 up to the free market. Like, Circuit City was free to carry them; they just chose not to. What, what, what free market it was? It was, it was, it was the government. The, the ratings made it made it near impossible to carry it them. It didn't. Sell them. Hold up, Playboy, which literally had nude people, right? Yeah. Okay, was available for sale at the newsstand at certain newsstands. Just if 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 a company like Walmart or Circuit City or Best Buy chooses not to carry any game with an adult label on it, that's that's the free market. Like I don't understand what the problem there is. I'm curious if there's any government involvement only and, here. ESRB rating, by, what they're allowed to sell or not. Okay. Because, I mean, Playboy's obviously nude, right? Yeah, of course. And and, yeah. and, it is, and obviously people buy Playboys, right? And for, for mm-hmm. decades. So, obviously, it's not like – it's not banned or anything. But mm-hmm. uh, with the um, with the uh, PUBG uh, thing in, uh, that you mentioned, I, I honestly – I think the – I really think Tencent and the Chinese government are working in cahoots. So I don't think the Chinese government actually had any problem with PUBG. I think What's, you got to do a conspiracy theory. Here? I got, I got a conspiracy. All right, everyone. Cue, I like conspiracy theories. All right, cue cue the uh, X Files music. Tinfoil hats. All right, tinfoil hats. X Files music. Okay. Tencent tried to buy Bluehole Studios. Okay, the Korean company. Mm-hmm. Bluehole turned them down. They said, "No, you can't buy us. We don't. We don't want to sell to you." After that, China said, "Oh." Oh, player unknowns battlegrounds is all is, is anti-communist. It's uh, too violent. It's bad. Okay, this was a way to try to uh, hint to Bluehole that hey, if you don't play ball with our our boy Tencent, we're gonna ban uh, PUBG in China. And then and then Bluehole got got scared, right? And then they agreed to let uh, Tencent publish the game in China. So so uh, that's that's news for this week. Tencent is publishing uh, PUBG in China. They are currently working on a mobile version as well to complement the PC version, and they will be editing a little. Like they're gonna get rid of blood. It's gonna be like green blood instead of instead of red blood. But who cares? Like I really don't think the Chinese government cares about green blood over blue blood. What they really care about is a Chinese company making money off the sale of this foreign com- of, of this foreign product. That's that's what China cares about. I think your conspiracy has, has merit because really this 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 position of the Chinese government was like parroted quite a bit on like Bloomberg and all these other big media websites. And very quickly now, Tencent secures the publishing rights to a game in a genre which was, you know, so you know, you know, shot against by the Chinese government. They're, they're basically saying companies shouldn't develop these kinds of games. And oh, no, we're not hearing that anymore after Tencent got the yeah, license. Exactly. It's about money. Tencent got the the government to say what they wanted to hear. And Tencent is a is a five hundred billion dollar company, guys. Tencent is as big as like Amazon, as Google, as Microsoft. It's one of the biggest companies in the world. All right. If anyone's got pull, it's Tencent in China. Yeah, definitely. And they're, they're doing a PUBG mobile in China as well. Maybe that'll come to America. We don't know. Yeah, this was definitely like a shakedown by the government and Tencent in cahoots with each other. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. Have you seen that mobile that like that uh that PUBG clone in mobile in America yet? No, no. Link take, to look, that. Take, take a look at this game. Look at the the, the video. The rule. It's called Rules of Survival. Rules. What do you think? Wow. It's a mobile game, right. and it's by Netties, the second biggest uh, game company in China, big Tencent competitor. All right. Uh, There's a ranking system as well in the game. Uh, you can do solo duos or squads, and even like that lobby kind of reminds you of PUBG, doesn't it? Even the lobby, like I'm seeing the lobby, it's so funny. It's it's actually remarkable how shameless Chinese companies Whoa. are when it comes to cloning or ripping off games. This is a propeller plane. It's totally different than the plane in PUBG, all right? Different technology on the plane, all right? It, Completely different game. Even the island looks so similar. It's so funny. The map too. Yeah. Like it's just it's again, it's it's still remarkable how how much Chinese companies rip off uh western games. I mean, not western. PUBG is developed by Bluehole, a Korean game. <laughs> it does look halfway between PUBG and Fortnite. Yeah, and this game's pretty popular right now in America. Again, this this is available in English right now if you want to play. This is this so is. If you just search "Rules of Survival," you'll find it. For mobile, I gotta say this looks really good. Do you want to throw me off though? What's throwing you off? On the on the actual uh, like, on the actual page for the game, for Rules of Survival, it says like absolutely fair gameplay. Hmm. Absolute fair play in massive HD map. This is like this is their their screenshot that appears on the on the actual page for the game on Google Play. When you have to call your game absolute fair play, I feel like, is it really fair if they're saying it's absolute fair? I mean, they're really going out of their way to say, we're definitely not pay to win, guys. I swear to God, we ain't pay to win. I feel like there's going to be some pay to win stuff in there. The fact that it's Chinese makes you think that as well. I I think what they're trying to... Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. But I think what they're trying to say is, um, since it's a mobile game, it's mm-hmm. kind of assumed that it's pay to win, right? Yeah. So I think what they're trying to say is like, you can't spend money for like in-game advantage, which I don't know if it's true or not, but but I actually didn't find that too offensive because I do think in mobile today, the assumption is it's pay to win, and then yeah, and if if it's not pay to win, you gotta announce it. You gotta like make people aware of that. <laughs> I'm just curious if it actually isn't gonna be pay to win. I've not played it. Yet. I do want to do a first look for it because I've played a lot of PUBG, and the video actually makes the game look the game look kind of good. And there's 120 players in the map as well, which is again more than PUBG. You know what's funny to me as I'm watching hmm. this? This is so similar. Um, obviously, the qual- the graphics are worse, but they're not that hmm. much worse. That we're so close to parity with PC and mobile. It's sad, like in graphics. Oh yeah, it's it's really sad. I don't know. There's no doubt. The the mobile games like are getting visually better and better. And honestly, I think the most successful PC games and stuff, and like they're not visual masterpieces. Games like the biggest games on PC. Are like League of Legends, Dota, CS:GO. Like these are not like hyper realistic games. Like, hyper, I mean, CS:GO is probably the best looking of those, of those titles. But like, I play Battle Rate a lot, and I've been playing. I have over sixty hours of Battle Rate now. I've been playing quite a bit these last few weeks, and it's not like it's not trying to be beautiful graphics. And my friend mentioned earlier, like, what would make Battle Rate great would be if it was on mobile. Like, Battle Rate today could exist on mobile. I think. I don't think is you know like that game with with some good tweaks to the UI. It could run perfectly on mobile, and that could expand the game's player base a lot. Maybe one day it will go cross-platform mobile. Yeah, like, I, there's no reason that uh, game can't exist on mobile. You're right. You're right. The, the, the graphics definitely can. I wonder what uh, engine it's on. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think it's Unity or something? Uh, rules of engagement. I'm no, not sure. Uh, battle right. Battle right. Uh, I don't know. No, we don't have it. We don't have it listed. It it kind of looks like Unity to me, but I don't. It's Unity. It's Unity. Oh, it, it is, is Unity. Unity. Okay, it so we yep. got we got to update our. Uh, yeah, battle right page. Battle Maybe right. it mentions Unity. You know what? Let me live Unity's it. powering more and more stuff now. Yeah, it is. Uh, people kind of shit on Unity. I feel. Uh, even even um, what's his name? Jim 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 Sterling. 
yeah, has a has a video where he shits on Unity. I I just why? Um, I think I he to, to his credit though he's kind of fair. He says uh, if you have the free version of Unity, um, when you open the game, it says powered by Unity. Yeah, yeah, no, it's annoying. I've seen so that like the, in a lot of free so the problem is the shittiest Unity games are the only ones that advertise that they're Unity. Like the good Unity games never actually say they're Unity because because if you pay for Unity, you can you know, show that splash yeah, screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so. Um, with that said, though, I really don't think um, Unity is a bad engine. I think it's I think it's a great engine. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would encourage you guys out there who are perhaps thinking of being game developers, designers, to learn Unity. It's a it's a beautiful. Honestly, on that front too, it's worth mentioning. Anyone that's actually interested in, in game design, game development, I mean, it just go download Unity right now or Unreal Engine uh, four. These are you know there's free versions of both and it's it's fun to play around with them you know look at tutorials on how to make games on there and you're not going to make any masterpieces obviously but like they're only like marginally more complex than like RPG Maker and stuff and by marginally I mean a lot more complex but <laughs> you can make a pretty simple game on there there are tutorials to make match three games on on Unreal Engine three yeah. Unreal Engine four rather and basic games on Unity so if you're actually passionate about game design making games don't like go buy some bullshit courses don't like just just Download the software; it's free, and just mess around with it. I mean, that's 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 the way people learn things. Like, my a lot of people learn Photoshop through just dicking around in Photoshop. Go dick around in Unity, Unity, or Unreal Engine Four, and just learn some shit. Indeed, indeed, learn and teach me after you learn. <laughs> I actually I, I say that because I, I just downloaded Unity the other day. I, I'm in my phase where I want I download it, I'm gonna dick around with it, and give up after a couple hours. But it, it's always a fun phase to go through where you download, you know, Unity or Unreal, and just fuck around with it, and then give up. I, I had that Hopefully phase. I'll make something this time. I've had that phase with with Linux, with uh, Photoshop, mm-hmm. uh, Unreal. I I don't think I've actually tried Unity. I mean, maybe that's next on the list. So out of curiosity, uh, have you been playing anything this last week? We didn't go over that really. I've been playing shit on a battle right myself. Uh, okay, I actually started a new Ultima Online private server. Oh God, this th- we're going down this rabbit hole again. Yeah, this is uh old school. Uh, I'm gonna see if there's any. Uh, I doubt, let's see. Oh. It's um, it's a remake kind of of uh, Angel Island private server. If that means anything mm-hmm. to anyone, but basically it's a private server uh, of old classic style uh, Ultima Online. So 2D graphics. Um, I don't know how far I'm gonna play. I'm playing with a friend. Uh, Omar, you're invited. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to yeah. play with us though. I've been backing my character as well. Okay. Yeah. It's. But uh, I don't know. I. I <laughs> This is kind of the problem that MMORPGs have. Where one of the main reasons I'm not playing a current MMORPG is because there are private servers for the old one I enjoy. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the market is so fragmented. Where if, let's say this didn't exist, right? I'd be forced to play a current one. Which in some way would be better for the industry, but I'm I'm just stuck playing this one. I don't know what to say. I think, again, that... that... So many people are stuck with old games, and again, this shows you why uh, Vanilla WoW server, Classic WoW server, got such big excitement. Everyone wants to play Vanilla WoW. I'm kind of amazed that there is no Classic Ultima Line official server yet, because oh. I mean, if, if you follow the Ultima Line development scene, there, there's been like so many big private servers that are classic. So why is there an official Classic server yet? You know what? You're that's a really good point. Why is there no official Ultima Line server? You know what's funny though? Ultima Online, the official server. Is adding a free-to-play version. Did you, did you know that? Yes, it's coming. I think twenty eighteen or something. We put the news up on Immos.com earlier. Yeah, uh, but, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But look, you gotta look. Games like EverQuest are still staying relevant because of their vanilla servers. Again, their their progression servers are the most popular servers. Old school RuneScape is more popular than regular RuneScape. 
I think vanilla, I think uh, classic World of Warcraft would be more popular than any single realm on regular World of Warcraft. There's such a big demand for these classic servers that even Ragnarok Restart, if you look on Steam, like when that launched, it was unbelievably busy. And there's been private servers left and right for Ragnarok Online. So why is this private, why is this official server getting so popular? People want to play on an official server with their stability and, and continuity. They, they want to relive those old memories. And nostalgia is strong. If I'm confident if EA made a Ultima Online Classic server, I would play there again. I would subscribe to that, actually. I'd be willing to pay for that experience if it's on a big server with thousands of players. The biggest private servers only get like 500 players online at once. And yeah. Ultima Online is not you know, a vibrant game anymore. It's kind of died. It's old. But if an official server launched, I'm pretty sure it would have thousands of players yes. concurrent. And I, I would love to play on that. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? Um, hmm. I, I feel like there's a meme about this, but like the fringe groups, like communist like revolutionary groups, they always infight. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're, 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 they're different revolutionary fronts and they always fight each other, right? There are mm-hmm. so there are literally like twenty different Ultima Online classic private servers that I can list okay, that, that have a, subs- a decent player base. And like you said, if they if there was one official classic server, I really feel like it'd be very very big, very vibrant. And I don't know why they don't do it. They're leaving money on the table, you know. Clearly, yeah. hey, the writing's on the wall. If if Blizzard is embracing it after all these years of denying it, that's where the money is, you know. And again, it's still kind of sad that so many like, so many MMORPGs are still so old. They're still so popular. But like, like, so, like you said, the reason you're not playing a current MMORPG is because you still get you know the fulfillment from older games. I yeah. I've been trying to rope you to Final Fantasy fourteen, but it hasn't been working. But I, I do really wish you can experience the the rating in a current MMORPG. You know, I think the most recent one you played was Star Wars Galaxy, not Star Wars Old Republic, which is you know not that old, but it's still pretty old now. Where you reach like the end game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, again, maybe if Ultima Online wasn't there. By the way, guys, I'm gonna resub to WoW when the classic server comes out. Mm-hmm. I, I will too, for sure. I mean, oh, I don't know how awesome. long I'm gonna stay, but 100 yeah. percent resubbing just to like relive that, relive that experience. I might stay out for a lot longer too. That'd be I'm fun. Curious, you know, yeah. I'm so curious how well it's gonna do because I, I, have mo- I have some people are telling me, oh, it's gonna die after a week or a month or you know a year. I'm like, no way. I'm so I would bet anything. That classic WoW will be the busiest server a year, two years after launch. I'm so confident. It might be multiple rounds because it'll be so popular. Yep. Uh, maybe I'll stream some of it. Uh, you guys can watch me uh, level up my priest again. Mm-hmm. Alliance priest, by the way. Sorry, Horde. <laughs> the problem with Horde in that game for me was there was no there was no cute characters, right? I played a Blood Elf when, a Blood Elf. Uh, when Mr. Pandaria came out, and that was the only expansion I played besides a base vanilla game. But other than that, I, I played human as well on vanilla WoW. I played I played a human uh, priest and an undead priest on a different server, but I, I always preferred Hor- Alliance, I should say. I don't know, probably because of my mm-hmm. first one. But uh, there it is. Yeah. All right. Um, so we talked about... Po- okay. Do you want to say anything else about loot boxes? I feel like we got distracted from that topic. Uh, I, I know we were talking about before the podcast. You said something about EA did nothing wrong. Why don't you, why don't you expand that topic a little bit and, and absorb some of that internet hate? All right, there's a lot of internet hate out there right now for EA. So just just summarize why you think EA did nothing wrong. Okay, let's let's hear it. Here's what I was trying to say. I feel like EA um, undeservedly got the hate that was built up around loot boxes from all the other companies as well. Okay. So EA just was big enough, I guess, and and uh, had the Star Wars license, which is big. So they got, they got like the concentrated hate from from all the years of, of abuse of the loot boxes that we've dealt with in all the other companies as well. 
including a lot of these you know free to play ones. So that mm-hmm. that that was the point I was making. Okay, that that EA didn't do anything that the other companies aren't doing. It's just that because it was mainstream, it was Star Wars, it was all just pointed at them. Would you would you, and would you disagree no, that's with that? Fair, but again, they, they put a lot of the content like behind the loot box. I mean, like so much of the progression was behind the loot box, and th- I think they took that to the next level as well. A lot of games don't put that much behind the RNG loot box. They put like cosmetics and stuff there, and even some gameplay stuff. But when you put everything behind loot boxes, it becomes kind of uh, it, it might be new territory again. A lot of those um, like you do have the hero collectors on mobile, which are you know I guess kind of the content as well. But it was kind of a new frontier made for PC game, like traditional real PC games or console games. Outside of mobile, that I think that was what they did was a bit a bit on the extreme end. Okay. And I, again, I think the only reason you're saying it's extreme is because it was the initial $60 purchase. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, of course. So if they didn't have that, it'd be fine. Yeah, yeah it'd, be, it'd be fine. Okay. It'd be much more fine. That's definitely, okay. that's that's just a bit. Okay. So I think I think what's going to happen from here on out, guys, is EA is going to slowly turn their games into free-to-play services. And then they're going to... They can't. There's still so much money in the buy-to-play. Again, millions of people, if, a million, if a couple million people buy the game, at 60 bucks a pop, that's over $100 million. That's insane money. Very few free-to-play games in the world break $100 million. Very few. So you, you can't but, under... you know. But very few games have the same production budget and quality and content. Yeah, of course. Of but a- that's why they charge so much. If, if they didn't have the... let's If, if Battlefront 2 came out free-to-play with all their loot boxes as is, right? I don't think they make as much money. Really? Anywhere near. Okay. Well, the, the, the 3 million, 4 million, 5 million copies they sell, they're never going to make up for that in, in loot boxes. It's uh, so much money up front. Uh, I mean, again, I don't know for sure, but I do know that the EA, um, one of the executives, had an interview with Bloomberg, and he said he wants to turn all of the sports games into services. So mm-hmm. rather than like yeah. an annual release of like of like FIFA, the football one, the hockey one, the basketball one, I I, I don't I don't play any of these, but these kind of games, I think EA will turn all of these into uh, services that last like five plus years. And, 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 and here's the problem. Take a look at the chart. I just linked you on uh, uh, PM it to you. Show the chart on stream as well. It's a pretty interesting uh, look okay. at the spend per player for the top 25 mobile games. Per player? Holy shit. And I believe this is average revenue per paying user, though. I don't think it's 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 not going to count people that are. Yeah, this average revenue per paying user. Okay. So you, if you guys, it doesn't count free to play users. Anyone that spent at least a dollar. So anyone that's ever spent money on any of these games, this is the average money they spent. Uh, Game of War, obviously through the roof, right? Five hundred fifty dollars. You want to look more in the middle of the pack, right in the middle. You see about seven. You see about fifty to seventy dollars to eighty dollars, right in that middle, lower middle area. Okay. So if you if you think of from EA's perspective, if they make it purely free to play with their production value, and remember this, they they'll make, they're losing so much money now because everyone that's buying the game for sixty bucks, that's literally everybody. And this chart is only showing you of, of the spending players. Okay. Plenty of people, most players, if, if Battlefront 2 is free to play, would spend nothing. No, no, most no. people spend It's always like that. Okay, but... but is you get what, 5% conversions considered amazing. He, but, he, but here's what you're forgetting. Literally, okay, Battlefront, any 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 EA game, okay, mm-hmm. has higher quality than any game on this list. Yeah, of course. Okay. So that's, I agree. That's worth considering. Yeah, of course. But again, when these free-to-play games can break 5% conversion ratios of getting 5% of the players to pay, it's insanely good. So let's assume on this list, maybe the be- the percent of people that are paying is maybe ten percent or less. Probably a lot less than ten percent. That that's a that's an infinite stretch. If ten percent of your players are spending sixty bucks, or you get hundred percent of your players spending sixty bucks, and then on top of that you get the mobile money, it doesn't make any sense for them. No, no, so no. The, but we're not going to get hold, free to play. Hold, 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 it's not going to happen. Hold up, hold up, hold up. 
you're assuming that ten um, percent who pay are gonna be it's gonna be a smaller percent than hundred percent who currently pay. But I think if they make Battlefront two or three or four, whatever, whenever they decide to make it free to play, mm-hmm. okay, I think the free to play aspect is gonna vastly, you know, increase the player base, right? And yeah, on top of, the player base and on top sure. of that, the average paying player is going to be on the higher end of this chart, not the lower end, because the quality of an EA game is way higher than. I don't think the quality than, matters. Look at Game of big, Fire Age. The game has got the shittiest production value. It's a garbage game, and they get five fifty. Well, okay, okay. So I mean, it's if, not about you know, it's about, about the genre and the game. No, and the, no, nothing on this list has has any. Okay, besides Hearthstone, actually, which I'm actually kind of surprised Hearthstone is, is as low as it is. This, this is twenty fifteen. This is twenty fifteen. I'm sure oh. Hearthstone is much higher. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. So I do really think that um, the EA will be at the higher end of this list, not the lower end. Is Hearthstone even on this list? Am I blind? It is. It is on this list. It's 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 towards the bottom. It's like bottom quarter. Mm-hmm. Not okay. That helps. Yeah, I see. So sixty five dollars. So the average in twenty fifteen, the average person who spent money on Hearthstone spent sixty five bucks. Interesting. On the mobile version. Yeah. But I honestly, but, uh, I actually think, um, I actually think that the hardcore Hearthstone spenders and players are on PC. Even if you start on mobile, I guess let's say you let's say let's say you're on the, on a subway and you download Hearthstone, right? And you like mm-hmm. it. I think you're gonna be the kind of guy who then then goes home and downloads it on PC and spends ent- the majority of his time and money on the PC version. What do you think? Like the, I don't know. Like the mobile is like an introduction, because because by the way that game kind of drains the battery and it, it's kind of like yeah, of course, I and, think so too. And unlike other mobile games on this list, Hearthstone isn't something you can play in like a minute and stop whenever you want, because you're in a in, you're in a ranked game and you got and you know if if you know let's say you got to go to work right and you're not done with your match, you're gonna lose if you have to close the phone. I think you're wrong actually. There there was a there was there's no. a we have an or, we have an old article from uh, 2015. 2015. Obviously we don't you know this is a. Uh, a bit outdated, but take a look at this chart. It's from Super Data Research about uh, about Hearthstone on PC versus mobile. Okay. The, the and it shows mobile revenues are actually higher than PC revenues. I'd love to see a, an update of this from. Uh, I would love to see an update chart as well, but I don't think this trend is going to change. Really? You think from since since uh, 2015? Do you, don't you think more people are playing games on their phone? They're more comfortable playing games on their phone. I think even in 20, even two years ago, I think the mindset has evolved. And gaming has become even more normal on phones than, than you know, today versus then. I think mobile makes more money on Hearthstone than PC. I, Perhaps I mean, you could say the average spend per player might be higher on PC, but I think overall Hearthstone mobile is big money is coming in through mobile. Yes, because the player base is so so much bigger. Yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking from my perspective, but yeah, you could be right. Like for example, if I'm going to do, if I'm really like, let's say I'm addicted to Hearthstone, right? Yeah. I would rather play it on my screen while sitting down, relaxing at home, uh, for eight hours straight than than like on my little dingy device. But 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 who knows? People people spending five hundred bucks on Game of War. So I, I I obviously don't understand humanity anymore. So I could definitely also be wrong. with with the loot box thing as well and the free to play thing. I know I know you're not trying to say that loot box should be banned, right? Yeah. I know that's not your argument, but. It's a, it is a feeling that a lot of people have on Reddit now. There's this universal hatred of loot boxes as like this bullshit system. I know Jim Sterling hates loot boxes as well. There is this hatred of loot boxes. And I, again, it's not your argument, but I do think if that if they win, which I don't think they're, they're going to win, obviously, but if they manage to get it banned or they manage to somehow make it, make it sell, I think a lot of people are going to lose. Me personally as well. Again, I, I don't have an addictive personality, I don't think, but I enjoy the RNG mechanics of loot boxes. Again, like... 
if you show me, I, I can get one of ten items for my for my character, or I can roll a loot box and I'll get a random one. I'll get the loot box. One, I don't really give a shit about any of the items, right? But like the sense of maybe getting a rare one is more exciting than just choosing the one I want to buy and then having prices adjust for it. Uh, per, maybe because I don't weigh the, the cosmetics as much as other people. I, I enjoy decent cosmetics, but I don't go crazy for them. You know, when I play League, I play with the default skins personally. I play the game for the game. I mean, one of my friends actually uh, started, we started showing off our, if you log into your League of Legends account, you can see how much money you spent on skins and stuff, right? Okay. How much money you spent on your entire account. You can see so that. I logged it on mine. You, you can, can see it, yeah. Really? In, All the money you've ever spent. In the game, in, in the client. On LeagueOfLegends.com. Okay. On their official website, you log into your account and you can see your total spend. Wow, I'm uh, surprised. Mine was, mine was 50 bucks. I'm surprised mine was even 50, right? Because all, all I remember buying was, was rune pages. But I'm sure I've gifted you know, a couple of friends one thing here and there. So I spent 50 bucks since I signed up for League. My friend uh, shares their account information over $2,000. So I'm curious how some of my other friends, how much they spent. I'm so, I'm so surprised yeah. that, um, that they, they actually published that. Because you know there's sites that like you can, you can put your Steam account name. Yeah. And they tell you the estimated value of your account, right? But it's bullshit because nobody actually pays full price for all their games. Yes. Okay. I wish Steam would do that too. Like we could see, like I know Steam, you can see the full list of each purchase individually. But I, I don't want to add that shit up, you know. And I don't want to yeah, add up. I don't want to add up like what I spent on Humble Bundle and like activated. But if I could see one number of how much I spent on Steam, I'd be really curious. Seeing that, and yeah, it's cool that League actually gives you that yeah. exact spend, and it's official right from their website. They they track from your your dollar transactions to your game card transactions. And a lot of people, you know, they get the right points at the GameStop or something. Akizia says probably two or three Gs. Akizia, I'm gonna give you the link. I want to see the official, uh, you know, screenshot from your account. Let's see, let's see what it is. You know, I feel people are gonna undersell it. They're like, ah, maybe I spent a couple hundred dollars here and there, and you log in. Oh shit, I spent like three grand this game. What the fuck? Yeah, a lot of people are asking in chat. About that option, so if you could drop I'll show that, you, I'll show you. I'll show you. Yeah, I mean, mine, right mine is zero, guys. Uh, for your information, by the way. Oh, here's my here's my information, by the way, guys. I, I just dropped mine on uh, on Reich. This oh. is, this was my. You can like link it. Yeah, take a look. No, 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 no. It's, it, it, it's logged in. You're not gonna see shit. Hold on, let me, let me screenshot it. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that link. I'm not sure if that link will get you to what you need to see, but I mean, I'll screenshot mine right now. I'll drop my link on here. By the way, look at that sick account ID on mine. I had that. I got that sick one one six three summoner ID. I have an early account on mine. All right. Let me tell you guys a story of, of regret. Okay. So I have a battle.net account, right? This link might be good, by the way. I I, link. I clicked it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let me tell you a story though about my um, battle.net account. So I have a battle.net account, right? It was it was it was a pound sign atlas and and the four numbers, and they gave me a. It says uh you have a free rename, on uh, battle.net, right? So I renamed myself to Altai, but guess what it did? It gave me a longer string of numbers. Oh, you lost your idea, kind of ID. So I had four. I had a four number ID. Now it's like five or six. If I oh, knew, if, if I knew that would happen, I wouldn't have changed it. The good old low ID Steam accounts are worth good money. I remember that shit. Yeah. I'm still proud of my summoner ID. You know, I got I got the four digit summoner ID. One of the one of the one of the lowest IDs I know. Because I played Liga, you know, when it, when it first came out in the beta. Yeah, actually, I still have a beta screenshot somewhere in here. I'm sure my account is pretty old too, even though I don't play League. Um, I wonder. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how do you check this? You had to log in on the website, right? Yeah, I, I, I gave the I gave the link. Somebody dropped a couple links in here as well. Okay, let me see. I guess you dropped the link as well. I dropped the link. If you log in there, I'll give you your, how much your total spend was and uh, what you spent. When I click Akizia's link, it just gives me that whole like you must be logged in thing. Yeah, you got you got to log in. Okay. Okay. Like, how, how can it know your spend if you don't log in? All right. All right. All right. All right. Let me, let me, Is that fair? Is that fair? Let me log in here. Uh, hopefully, it stores out my password. 
<laughs> and before you can all hack Altai's password. Okay, here we go. Oh, what? Why is my summoner ID so? Okay, I must have made a second account. Um, your ID sucks. Yeah, it's like twenty like digits. Twenty digits. No, there's no because I I definitely made an account at the same time as you. So it's like maybe I I played pretty early in the beta. I played pretty darn early. All right, all right. Just just definitely not my first account because this is way too long. Uh, new accounts have probably even more digits than that. So. Uh, what's gonna. All right, but... Oh, okay. So you were talking about how if they ban loot boxes, certain players like you perhaps would lose, right? Yes, I, I think there is a, there is actually entertainment value to loot boxes as well. Okay. I value more than being able to pick what I want. Like I would I, okay, it's I, a benefit for me. Okay, I would contest that. I think for most people, um, the real world, right, is enough of a lottery. You know, like what's gonna happen to your day, what you know what happens to you, like what where you end up in life. That a lot of people come to gaming for certainty. Okay, like they want to like do a certain thing and they get a certain result, and the fact that gaming and your progress in a game is gonna be more and more determined by RNG or by these loot boxes, I think for a lot of people it's not gonna be a good positive uh, development. I mean, again, I I I, agree. I think most people would prefer it without the loot boxes or would they can buy what they want, but I do think there are some people that would still lose that. And personally, I don't think anything's gonna change at all. I think all this outrage is gonna die down. Really? Give it give it like two three weeks. No one's gonna talk about it anymore. I do no, think though, I think you're wrong. Be a, little, a little bit less, uh, you know, obvious and less forward with what they do though. I think you're wrong. I think um, the mobile gaming market evolved so quickly that it was able to dodge regulation. But EA and mm-hmm. bringing it to like a console and PC release kind of mm-hmm. caught the attention of regulators and the, and the broader society. And they're, they're at least in the West, in Europe and America, there will be a clampdown on on the loot boxes because of because of this again i don't want to blame ea ea is literally just copying what what is working on on mobile right mm-hmm. uh, like game of war game of war i honestly believe game of war clash of clans those games are getting away with murder because <laughs> because they kind of flew under the radar of regu- they they're so big on phones but somehow phones are still new enough that they kind of flew under the radar right but now the ea brought it to like mainstream attention even but though there's no loot boxes there in where? In Game of War. I I know. I'm talking about the whole gambling and, and paying paying money. But, but is it gambling now? There's I don't think you can argue. I do first. I do want to say Game of War is a much bigger like drain on society in terms of like just literally sucking money away from people. Like again, I think a fool scam. Their money will be a part anyway. Yeah, it's a scam. I don't Game, want to call it a scam. I don't, no. I don't want to call it a Game scam of War because... is a scam. It's, like, uh, it's, it's honestly one of the worst games I've seen, and the kind the business model of shit. But people are willingly paying money to play this game. All scams there, are willing. No All scams are willing, by the way. Of course. Okay. So, sure. Okay. But but people are getting exactly what they pay for. There's no like when you get scammed, you don't get what you pay for. No, you people do. are getting. Oh, no, if, I, if I sell you knives and I tell you if you, you can if you can resell these knives or sign new people up. But but you don't tell me that you can. I mean, you, you tell me you're gonna. I'm gonna sell you these knives. You're gonna resell them for double the money. Everyone's done it. It's easy. You'll be a millionaire. Go look at this Ferrari I'm driving. Yeah. I show you that all this. Yeah. My, my, my you will. Lifestyle yeah. This. Yeah. But, but, but no, that doesn't happen because you. It you, does. you I, I'm gonna ask you: Is it easy to sell the knives? Of course, it's easy. They well, they sell themselves. Yeah. You go door to door and you sell these knives. You'll be rich. Yeah. And now you try to go door to door. No one wants to buy my shitty knives. It's not the same. That's that's a scam. Well, I didn't get what was built, and and there's regret there. People that spend money regret. on Game of War. Yeah, they regret. They, they gain what they pay no, for. No, no. I, I would. They Most regret. It. No there, they, there is a lot of regret because once I, don't think so. I think I think people initially okay, imagine you don't play games all day since you're a kid, right? Like we do. 
I think if Game of War is the first game you encounter, right? You kind of you 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 get under the spell. Like okay, you're building your little base, you're building your soldiers, right? And then someone attacks you and kills everything. And it says, hey, you can pay money to speed this up. For like a week or a month, okay, you're under a spell where literally you will spend whatever you can because you're so intensely. It's like it's like your first MMO, okay? Your first MMO. Imagine how amazing it felt, right? How, how immersed you were. You played it all day. You didn't go to the bathroom. You didn't take a shit, right? Whatever. A lot of people are, are under that spell when they play Game of War. Now, during that month, they spend all their money. But I really believe that once that spell is broken in a month or two or whatever, they do regret it. Uh, some people, I, I think most people don't. Some people, you're right. They will have that regret afterwards. But how do you regulate a game like Game of War then? Because I think we could both agree that these are, again, piece of shit games that people are blowing their money on. But the thing is, people are willingly blowing their money on it. Okay. So do you think they should be regulated in some way, Game of War or, or well, Clash of Clans? I mean, sure. by the way, there's a lot of real life scams that are still legal, like like Herbalife. Okay, so that that that's not a scam, dude. They, Herbal- they, they tried to shut that down. I don't know. It, Her- it, it's sketchy. I don't Hold know. Scam. Any Herbalife is a scam. Okay, that's that's my definition. Okay, so if you don't think Herbalife is a scam, I'm not really interested in like arguing it with you, because or anyone out there in chat. Like, Herbalife is, a, is an obvious scam. The same way these mobile games are a scam. Uh, so regulation doesn't necessarily mean banning something. So again, I'm not for like you said. I'm not. I'm not. Herbalife for- is regulated though. Well, I mean, I guess we need a little more regulation. Video then. games are regulated as well as a whole. Like, you can't well, like. I guess we need more regulation, uh, uh, more in depth. But, but again, my, my, yeah, go ahead. Moving, moving it towards more regulation doesn't necessarily mean moving it all the way to the right and banning it. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but I don't. But all the arguments we talked about about corrupting the minds of youth and gambling is not a part of Game of War. Is not a part of Clash of Clans. Those games don't have RNG mechanics. They're very clear with what you're paying for. Yeah, like it, you're paying for these gems in the game that yeah. you build stuff faster. You know that's what you're paying for. You get what you pay for. Yeah, I get. So, I, I didn't call loot boxes scams. They're they're okay. gambling. They're not scams. They're gambling. So what is what is Game of War? You call Game of War a scam. I want to know yeah. why Game of War is a scam. Because what mechanic in this game or Clash of Clans is a scam? Because it puts you in a state of mind that that, that you're normally not in, where you think uh, paying this. You, you think the value you think you're getting. Once the spell is broken, you, you realize you're not getting that value. Okay, so, so it's can you make can you make that argument that every restaurant's a scam? When you're in a restaurant, you got a nice atmosphere, there's music, there's a menu in front of you, there's a guy, there's a waiter serving your food. I I, I bought a fifty dollar steak and afterwards I regret it. There, I, I, I ate my steak, I regret it now. Do I get a refund? Is that how it works? Well, is that a scam? It, I mean, restaurants could be scams, but the 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 fact um, I don't like, know. You're stretching this definition. If you, of scam if you go to a really imagine you go to a really shitty restaurant, like they serve McDonald's food, but like they put it on a plate, okay, instead of like the okay. instead of cardboard boxes, and they charge you like twenty dollars, fifty dollars for it, and they call it like a la joue or like French names. Yeah, it's a scam. Even, even if you pay for it and enjoy it, and then later someone tells you, hey, by the way, you just paid fifty bucks for McDonald's food on a plate instead of a cardboard box. You, but there's you, this, but there's deception involved. You didn't know you were getting McDonald's food. I mean, they they never they never told you what they were serving you. But they, when you go, to, but then you go to a restaurant. There's implied that they they buy a steak, they cook it for you, they 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 what? prepare it for you in a certain no. way. There's well, expectation there. What, what is there? When it, no, yes, a, a lot of food is it's microwaved. Like sure. a, it's a shitty restaurants. It's not like there's no expectation as a steak. I mean, I don't know what you're. Dep- depends on what restaurant you go to, what you pay. There is an expectation. Yeah. What? Again, when, when you're dealing with something um like fraud, okay. it's not always specifically written down. It's consumer expectations, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't think the consumer. I think when you when, you, when in a game of war or a clash of clans, when somebody spends ten thousand dollars, they get exactly what they want. Like there's there was no, they no. got they got exactly what they expected. There was no like deception at all. No. They're, they're being as, look, 
Game of War comes to you. You are you are Ernalti, supreme dictator of America, who writes all the laws. I want to be as honest as possible with my customers. All right. Mm -hmm. How can I do it? Beyond what they're already doing. Look, look. All you I can know... tell them to shut their game down. Is that what you're going to tell no, no, them? No, 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 no. What? 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 What could they do more to make look, it more obvious again, what they're selling? Perhaps next week I can give you a more clear explanation because I'm just thinking of this on the spot. But my point was, um, a key mark of a scammer, okay, or hustler, or someone, okay, or a huckster is they put you under a spell. Okay, you you kind of believe their narrative, okay, of, of of value, of what's important, of what's great, okay. So a lot of these games, they put you in that zone, okay. So salesmen are scammers too. Sales when you go, any retail, when you go to any retail store, it's a scam. Sales the store is trying to make you buy stuff, right? This, when a store puts something on sale, right? Which like, oh, it's ten percent off. They put it on, on the, me under a spell. It's a scam. Hold up, your definition of scam is unbelievably loose. No, no, no. I'm trying to say. Oh, 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 scams are loose. Imagine a salesman, a used car salesman. Okay, is like, well, this car is usually forty thousand. Okay, but since I like you, since you're a great guy, and I know you're struggling, I'm gonna give it to you for thirty thousand. Okay, but imagine from the beginning the price was thirty thousand, and he's bullshitting about the forty thousand one. He's scamming you. Just because, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, a scam can be very broad. There's many kinds of scams. But if yeah, you there's more to it. If he, if he I tricks don't think you, it's fair. if he makes you think that the car is worth forty thousand, but all along, if you just walked in and didn't even bargain, it was thirty thousand, right? And and then he makes you think you got him. Like, all right, you wore me down. You're so good. You're so smart. Just for you, thirty thousand, and you say yes. And the whole and and someone else just walks in and says, "How much for that car? Thirty thousand. Okay. He scammed you. Why did you get scammed? Well, you both paid the same price, the same price. Who got scammed? Because in fact, you, you you had the enjoyment of bargaining with him. Maybe, no, maybe that was value to you. No, no. How, how are you? Because you scammed. Because you were okay. Because because he. If sold two people you. agree on a consensual product like that and they get what they wanted, how is a scam? Because because you're under his spell. It's like it's like it's like a cult leader. A cult can put can, you. Can, under can you please can you please define scam for me? Because I feel like you're using a very uh, <laughs> you know nebulous word, and you feel like you, you def it, it happens whatever you want it to be at a certain time. Can you clearly define the word scam for me? Okay. I don't think what you describe as a scam or the game of war is a scam. Yeah, I, 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 let me think about it uh, more in depth. Okay. And then I'll get back to you. But, but, you, but remember, this, this this spell thing doesn't make any sense either because I if know. you go to a store and something's on sale, oh, they put me under a spell. I thought it was on sale, but like, blah, blah, blah. it doesn't matter, dude. You bought, you got what you paid for. And Whoa. most of the time, you way, feel scammed. Get, getting, getting what you paid for is not like, doesn't mean you didn't get scammed. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. A lot, everyone got what they paid. Herbalife. If I go to Macy's and buy a T-shirt, they get scammed. Hold up. If you go to Herbalife, okay, and you buy uh, protein oh powder, God. okay, and, and they tell you, look, if if you manage to sell this protein powder for double what we what we charge you, you'll make X money. They're not lying to you. It's just that you can't sell it for double because nobody wants that shit. It's still a scam. The same thing. It's a scam because Herbalife presents that as a business opportunity where you could be a millionaire, and they show you these videos of exactly. guys racing Ferraris. So they're, they're okay. They're being dishonest with this narrative, right? Just yeah, sell. There, there's no dishonesty with the narrative in the game before. You're buying no. fucking bullshit in the game that makes you stronger, and, and they're very clear about that. Uh, there's no dishonesty. Okay. It's You're pure. Right. They're as honest as they can be. Okay. Well, we, 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 I, again, I gotta get back to you with the with the exact. Way that definition of scam, but, okay, because it's not because I don't think it's a scam. No, I think I think the games are awful. If you want if you want to be dumb and spend your money on game of work, God bless your heart. Oh, if you can't enjoy it, go for it. Sure. And by the way, not all scams are going to be always illegal. I mean, I, I get that. I think I, I don't think it's a scam. Period. Okay, I do, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Uh, I, I, th I think you're stretching your definition of foolishness to include scam. What you'd think is foolish is a scam now. Uh, okay. I, again, I don't I don't want to dwell on it too much here. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's one of those I know it when I see it situations for now, you know. Like my my gut is telling me that's a scam. Fair, fair, fair. Any any mobile games for you all time? Have you have you played? Have you tried? Yes, uh, yes. Animal Crossing yet? I have. I have downloaded. Talk a little bit about Animal Crossing. I actually have never played it. I downloaded it, but I have not touched it yet. Okay, 
So that's a big one. If you guys have played Animal Crossing, I know where you and I played the GameCube one a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the the difference is it's not one persistent like town. So the zones, okay, which for me kind of breaks the illusion. So what I mean by that is, um, uh, in Animal Crossing, like the original ones, you you kind of walking around doing your own thing, and you might come across like a rare rare bug. You might decide to catch a uh, a fish when you were walking down the river when you weren't really thinking about it. Whereas in the mobile version. You, you go to specific locations with specific things in mind. So, like, there's, like, a fishing zone, right? There's a bug-catching mm-hmm. zone. There's, like, a, a fruit tree zone. Okay. Yeah, it's, like, so cut it, up like that. Yeah, yeah. So, it's cut up. So, basically, there's a rotation. So, you open the app. You start, you know, on the leftmost zone, let's say. You, you catch all the fish. You go to the next zone. You, you gather all the fruit. You go to the next zone. You catch all the bugs. And, it's, and everything is a timer. So, like, when you gather fruit, as soon as you're done gathering the fruit... There's a, a three-hour timer above the fruit tree, okay? But you can pay to instantly get the fruit again. <laughs> so There's a countdown. You can pass that countdown if you pay. Exactly. And then So they got the Game of War model going. Geniuses. Yes, yes. I think uh, actually Ars Technica had a really skating review of the game. Uh, and it said Nintendo should be ashamed of themselves because they're kind of doing this uh, bait and switch on kids. Because obviously Animal Crossing, you know, I'm playing the trailer. You know, people like us who grew up playing Animal Crossing obviously still like it. But, you know, the visual style is obviously inclusive of, of a young audience, right? Um, and there's a there's, there's even that whole um, Clash of Clans, Game of War building thing. So you can build one piece of furniture for free at a time, right? But yeah. after a while, the furniture takes a few hours to build, right? And if you yeah. want a, uh, a second slot, second yeah, oh, a second queue, you got to pay. You got to pay. Geniuses, yeah, geniuses. I mean, I mean, it's probably gonna work out for them in terms of money, um, but it it didn't catch me the same way that the uh, GameCube version did because of the not even the paying part. Because I don't mind that honestly. Because I because like you said, I'm a I I think I'm a pretty disciplined person and I wouldn't pay for it, right? I would just play it for free. But the whole fact that there was an instant zone for each activity kind of diminished it for me. Uh, seeing the way you described it, it just seems like you're going to make so much money on it. Yeah, I am so confident. And look, honestly, just take a look at this uh, this stock chart for Nintendo. All right. By the way, I'm a a very very content shareholder of Nintendo. And I, I made like forty percent of my investment this year on Nintendo alone, and oh, wow, it feels good. I, I made I made lots of money on Nintendo this year. It's one of my biggest positions as well. And this shit just keeps going up. And the way you described it, I know they're going to make so much money. Of Animal Crossing because they're taking the the tried and true model of the paying for the extra queues that the city building management and paying to skip the queues they're gonna make mega 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 moolah off of this. Yeah, it's been it's been a good year in the market. Uh, thank you, Mr. President Trump. <laughs> he tweets about that every day, right? He, he's it's uh, the time is doing great because of him. I I follow those tweets quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say I would say Animal Crossing. If you have it downloaded, it's worth. You know what? It is oh, better. Is it a scam? Is it a scam? No. Why? Don't don't do those colors uh, mesmerize you? They put you in this weird zone where you know they, you want to get that second queue of furniture. The countdown's going. You want to catch the next bug. Are you under a spell? Are, how is that not a scam? But Game of War is a scam. Okay, here's why. Okay, here's why. Because you're not under pressure. Because in Game of War and all and, and literally a million other copies of that, like going back mm-hmm. to the. Uh, browser game days right of like yeah. ebony 
But the, the trick they always do is they give you seven days where you can't be attacked, right? Yeah. And so you invest, you invest all this time in your town, right? You kind of, you, 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 you make an emotional attachment to your town, to your village, to your growth. And on the seventh day, it, it, it literally all gets knocked down because you get raided, right? Everything gets destroyed. Yeah. And their hope is, and their, their plan is, they, and intent matters in scams. Like you could, you could pitch somebody an idea and it doesn't work out. Like, okay, I want to open a restaurant, right? And you want to give me some money. I'll, I'll sell hamburgers. And if I can't make it, I go bankrupt. It's not necessarily a scam. But if my goal from the beginning was to get you to give me money and then I just take it and, 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 and I never try to make a restaurant, it's a scam. So same way with this. The, 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 the goal of every business is to get your money. Okay, that, that's the goal. How they get it is up to them. No, right? no, no. no. That, that, then then yes. you, just, you just legalize scams then. No, no. What? The goal of every business is to get you to buy their products, goods, or services. Okay, you just—that's Th the goal. Money and profit okay. is the, it's the motivator for every video game, but, every business, everything. In okay, but but how charity? But how you do it can be a scam yeah, or not? Okay, yeah, yeah, of course. I okay, agree. how you do it? Yes. So the, they specifically planned. Okay, the goal of that seven-day grace period is so that on the seventh day, after investing all this emotional energy, all your shit gets destroyed, and then, and then you know that if you pay money, you can get it all back like fast. Like that, that is their goal from the beginning. But is it not the goal of like a video game demo to kind of lure you into the game, oh. right? You, you, play, you play the demo for free and the game is fucking amazing. They made that demo with the fucking TIE fighters flying around, fucking explosions and shit. They made, they showed the best parts of the game in a demo or, or a trailer, right? To get you hyped for the game. So you spend money. That's their goal. That was their intent to build up this moment yeah. where they want you to buy the game. But is it not a scam? There's a difference between uh, sampling the product Okay. Like imagine like a demo for a game that you can They're try. Sampling the product. They sample the product in that in, in, the, in your safe space in the seven days where you can't uh, be attacked. No, 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 no. That's a fiesta. Okay. Remember, intent is important. If I'm driving a car, and I don't see somebody and I hit them, okay, and kill them, right? Yeah. I don't get charged for murder. I know. Now, now, yeah. if you see somebody and you drive into them, you do get charged with murder. Okay. If yeah. that was your intent. So again, if my intent is to is to give you a sample of my product. No, okay? no, your intent is to. Make the, make the best possible sample. You, but if you want to make a sample of your product, you have to get the, the good parts and the bad parts, right? But that's not, that's not the case. Demos focus on just delivering the best experiences okay. to get you to buy the game. Okay. How is that any different oh, here's than why. This, the okay, sampling I'll, of the I'll, seven days? I will explain. Because okay. the point of the seven-day trace period, okay, by their, okay, the point of it from the developer's perspective is not to sample the game. The point is to get people... Neither is the seven-day... Neither is the demo. People, oh, let's finish. Is the point is to get people emotionally invested, okay, into something that that at the end of the trial period gets immediately taken away from them, and 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 then they're presented with so, pay us money to get us to get it back. It's kind of like the spyware you get, where like it's like the FBI shut down your computer, send money here and to unlock your computer. It's like emotional. Uh, send Bitcoin here, you mean? That's, that's yeah. It's like emotional uh, hostage taking. That's what they're doing. But that's not the case. If 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 the game was designed so after the seven days. Like the company itself attacked your base, right? So it was like a pre-scripted event. You're right. There's some weird intent right there. Okay. But that's not the case. In fact, they tell you when you first launch the game that, you know, normally this is a PvP game. Anyone can attack your town. Or there's a seven-day grace window that you have, like protection. They explained that in the tutorial, right? Mm -hmm. So I would argue that it's as equal or if not, maybe it's more, you know, it's less dangerous or less, you know, less, uh, it's more deceptive than a demo. Demos are intentionally showing you cool parts of the game to get you to buy the game. So I don't think they're doing, they're doing anything different I mean, than a demo. I mean, demos... If you want to label both a scam, that's fine. That, that's fair. But I don't think you're being consistent. I mean, demos can also be deceptive in different ways. Like, for example, uh, the, when you said demo, the first thing I thought of was the Final Fantasy VII demo that we played as kids. 
And that was literally the first like hour of the game. It was not deceptive yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're right. Uh, demos could be deceptive, but but then they you know then that. But, then but, but what part of this seven? Remember, you, I think you're mischaracterizing the way Game of War and Clash of Clans work. There is no scripted event at seven days where you lose unless you pay. That's not the case. It's not scripted. They explain they explain the rules at the beginning of the game through a, tutor- a narrated tutorial and how it works. And very often after the thing goes away, you won't be attacked right away sometimes. So you might go days without being attacked, but then you will be attacked eventually in, in an open PvP world where you're you're kind of like, you know, at a disadvantage. I don't think they're doing anything dishonest. I think the game is still shit. I wouldn't play it, and I, I recommend you don't play it either. But I don't think they're being dishonest. I don't think it's a scam. I think it's a they're, scam. They're, they give you exactly what you, what you asked for. There's no... There's no I feel like for something to be a scam, it must be a deception. There okay. is no deception. Hold up. Hold up. Currently, in America, Herbalife is legal. It's a publicly traded company, okay? They're operating legally. There's lots of people. But I would still say it's a scam. But uh, they're, op- they're obviously following the laws because they're not getting shut down yet. So, yes, you're right. There, there are degrees of scams. There are, obviously, the okay. skirting... The- I can see the dishonesty in Herbalife and the deceptivity. You have yet to point out where the deception lies in any of these games you're calling a scam. That's where we disagree on, on okay. what's happening. I mean, I, I thought I described it. Basically, they putting you. They're basically using emotional but blackmail they're, on you. They're telling. They're telling you what they're doing before they do it, and the okay. game launches. It's, no, it's nobody immediately. Nobody reads that though. Yes. Yeah, well, no, nobody reads they do. No, no, they don't. It's pretty clear. No, they play. They Most go- people that play Game of War, they've played maybe another one of those shitty browser games. No, no, they know no, what no. they're getting into. I, I think I don't think there's any deception, and people are people are falling. People are willingly spending money and knowing what they're getting into. And Maybe. I would argue, I, 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 if, I could, I, if I could find any stats that show like 9% people are, have no regret, okay, would, that, would, that, would yes. that revise your statement? Yes. If you could show me that okay. a, a great majority of people who spend okay. significant sums. Any money. No, 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 no. If you spend 10 bucks on a game, obviously you don't regret it, regardless of. Hold on, so, you... it, so let's say I went gambling, all right? I lost 100 bucks. You asked, do I regret it? Yeah, I regret it because I lost. But if no. I won, I don't regret it. I mean, would they get scanned? No, no, no. Okay, here's what I mean. I've ordered things on Amazon before. Like ten years ago, like before Amazon was as, as big as it is today, okay. right? I remember I ordered an SD card, okay, on Amazon. It never came. It just just straight up never shipped, right? And okay. I, I I actually filed a return, like a, a refund, right? And they said like, okay, you gotta like email us, do this, and then we're gonna refund you. I just didn't do it. I just because it was like five bucks. Um, I just decided it wasn't worth my time to like deal with it, right? Sure. Okay. So just because someone doesn't complain doesn't mean. No, but, but, so but regret, if someone regret spe- in of itself is not a scam. I, I get if that. I, if, I, if, I, if I if I blow some money, no. I eat a pizza. I regret. I get no. scammed. If you can find, I regret eating all that pizza. If you can find me some studies about people who spend like hundreds of dollars, like let's say let's say five hundred plus on Game of War, and they don't regret it, and it's a majority of people who spend five hundred plus, okay, that would that would help me revise my position. Okay. Again, regret does not mean scam. Again, I regret eating pizza, right? If I if I eat the whole pizza, an extra large pie by myself, three thousand calories, I regret it, right? Do I get why? scammed? Why do you why, why do you why do you regret it? Because it's unhealthy and I should have done it. Do you feel and, bad? And it's, it's clearly the pizza company's fault because it was so fucking delicious, right? If, 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 if they fucking Papa John's making this this top-notch pizza and shit and making me... Uh, I, I got scammed, right? Oh, if, if we need some laws to protect people like me, right? If, I get scammed by eating pizza. If they tell you it's going to be healthy and make you feel great... No, 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 no. I, I, it was just... Did, did the game tell me it was going to be healthy? You know, I, I, the game... I'm just saying... There's no promises. I'm just saying it could... It depends on the context. But That's what I'm trying to your say. Your criteria cannot be regret. Because again, I can regret eating pizza and the no, pizza company didn't scam me. Not, the criteria is not only you, regret. You were putting no, this right. really weird... No, no, no. Uh, criteria, uh, criteria is not the only regret. Again, I will I will formulate a more coherent thought on this uh, for I later. think you've labeled this game a scam and now you're trying to find yeah. out ways to make it no, a no, scam. No, no. Yeah, yes, definition. yes, exactly. When I saw a game before, I know the games like... Ebony, I played Ebony. I played all these games. It just snaps as a scam. Now... 
if I have to analyze it and describe it, it will take a little more time. I, I, I think it'll take a lot of time. Because I don't think you're going to get a coherent definition of scam that includes Game of War right, and I, Herbalife in the same way. I think and I not will... include demos and not include other, other right, things. Oh, I think it is very doable. All right, so we'll, we shall we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to find out for the for next week on that one. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm coming back to you on that because right, I back. don't think you are accurately portraying what scams are. Let me let me uh, cool things down here with the a uh, funny picture someone posted on uh, our Discord. This is uh, Overwatch characters, but in a, with a Maple Story uh, skin. That is amazing! Holy shit, I isn't love that, it. Isn't that cute? That is adorable. Yeah, I love the little soldier guy in the bottom left there. That is amazing. It's A plus. It's Maple Story, but Overwatch. Alright, how about you, Mark? Right. Have you played anything besides uh Battle Right and Final Fantasy? I I did my weekly research in Final Fantasy. I played Battle Right. Let me th I played I played a bit of Dota 2 custom maps, which have been a lot of fun actually. And really? it kind of goes goes back to our discussion last week about balance and how imbalanced things can be fun. So I played custom maps on Dota 2. These are maps made by other players. So if you play Warcraft 3 customs or StarCraft 2 customs, it's of the same nature. And I played this map called, uh, it's a Russian map. It's something in Brisma. It's like the fourth most played map on Dota 2 right now. Fourth or eighth on the most played list. And it's literally the most imbalanced, nonsensical game in the world. Uh, maybe we can play around in the in the after, in the, in the post sure, game. But like, I would love that. It's unbelievably ridiculous, but it was so fun because it was imbalanced. Like, the fact that it was imbalanced made it fun. And again, it's 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 really something else. Maybe you'll you'll maybe go to the post game and you'll see it there, but because we might be running out of time anyway. Yeah, actually, we're right on the edge here, guys. Mm -hmm. uh, and I do want to play this custom. Game. I haven't played Dota 2 custom games since the the feature initially launched, mm -hmm. and there were very few pickings back then. So I'm curious to know if uh, uh the quality and con you know, quantity has been improved since then. So with that said, guys, we're gonna move on to the post game. Uh, so if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, do check us out live. We had a very fun pregame today and uh, hopefully a fun postgame as well. So check us live next time. Any last any All last right. thoughts? I don't know. Later for YouTube. We'll see you we'll see you guys next week on that. And for everyone else, stay with us for the postgame. Yep. Alright. Stop recording.